when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, December 2nd, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 283. I'm your host, Austin Walker, and joining me on this cyberist of all Mondays <laughs> is Kato. No. It's Kato. It's just, it's Kato just a total cyber Monday. Yeah. Totally normal Monday just today. Totally normal. Well, <laughs> stay tuned for the, <laughs> yeah, for the post show. Patrick Klepek also here joining us. Hi, Patrick. I'm here. Hi. Are you feeling rested? Are you both feeling renewed? No, not rested. No. Is not because rested are, at all. are you mad about Mario Maker again? No, not mad. No, 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 no. This, no, this is more just uh, so Thanksgiving. We went to Wisconsin. Had a lot of friends that were in from out of town, and so it was a lot of uh, make some poor decisions about how late to stay up, but still got to be up at seven a.m. So it's just mm. you know yeah. burn, burning the candle at both ends. Mm. So. Oof. Well, I, then the I, end of that Watchmen episode this weekend. Woo! I've, I've heard, Jesus. I've heard some things. I'm, I'm now saving it up because my my mom and my stepdad want to watch it with me. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch it until I get home for the holidays. Oh, cool! And that'll be a fun binge watch. Um, I'm also it, back it, on yeah. Mandalorian it, look, now. It is. Yeah, yeah. You like that, it? That last episode. I, I I still haven't seen. I haven't seen the last episode of Mandalorian yet. I heard. I, I, I generally like it. Uh, yeah. It go like look. There's uh-huh. a lot to watch these days. Your your time is precious. Yeah. At least you would like to watch something. Go for it. It's, that is, it's, yeah. It certainly goes for it. I don't know if it's going to land with everybody, but it certainly goes for it uh, in a way that is. I'm also trying to catch up on the Expanse, which is a series I like, and it's coming back. Yeah. But I but I am back like a full season and a half, and Oof. so it's like I need to commit. Yeah. Um. And instead, that's hitting next week, isn't it? It is next week. Instead, what I've been doing is I watching. Try, I tried to get into that. Like the the first season starts so slow. It starts. Slow. I've heard it like it takes a while. But my, my my we watched like two episodes, and my wife was like, "We could be watching something we both enjoy right now." I was like, "I know." But like we just everyone say like give it six episodes. She's yeah. like, nah, fuck that. Why don't you give it six episodes and yeah. let's watch something else? Damn, good on her. Uh, instead of watching things I should be watching, I've been watching uh, Chip and Ironicus play Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay. Chip and Ironicus, old school something awful. Let's players. Uh, <laughs> it is one Metal Gear Solid Five. Whew. That fucking mess of a game. What a disaster mm-hmm. that that has some real cool shit in it. What a <laughs> collection of great ideas poorly executed on. Uh, except for the, the a lot of the mission, like game stuff. Like, I love that shit. Uh, it's also, I just want to shout this out at the time. I did this on, on Twitter over the weekend, but I want to shout it out here too. Uh, Chip, uh, Chip Cheesum is the name of the Let's Player and, and General Ironicus, Chip and Ironicus have like a Patreon and they do like a bunch of different Let's Plays. But it is like such a vision into a different world watching their Let's Play because it is like, I wish this is what blew up instead of live streams. Mm. <clears throat> they, so, you know, you, you played that game, Patrick? Do you play MGS5 at all? When it came oh, out? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 uh, 
Yeah, I'm with you. the story. You know, didn't do anything for me as is the case with everything except for maybe the third game in the mm-hmm. series. But I liked the gameplay enough to yeah. to push through it. So they do a th- chip does a thing where he's like plays through that game multiple like plays through just about every important mission, any mission that has like cool, weird, gimmicky solutions or like even mm-hmm. a difference between stealth and violent like solutions. Will play through it multiple times, mm-hmm. edits it down, has lots of like you know. The, the the kind of different paths are are all tied to a different sub character version of Snake that he has cooked up, like Vapor Snake, who is the snake who vapes all the time, <laughs> sure. uh, and only <laughs> uses like water, the water pistol, and smoke grenades, and all the weird <laughs> wow. like the rocket arm and weird gimmicky shit, uh, and That's it's just great. like so well edited and so well made, and uh, is just like a, it's a joy to watch. Because it's it is it has like the the benefit of a live stream of someone being like oh I cannot believe they're doing this shit this is fucked up or like you know running joke bits, um, uh, but also has like the the you know precise hand of an editor involved and so like instead of watching these missions go on forever or needing to sit through a cutscene that doesn't do anything like you fast forward through some of that stuff, um, and, and it is it is just like a joy and also it breaks my heart that like this is one of the best things I've watched on, on in video game internet space all year and it has like you know one one hundredth of the views of a ninja stream or something you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. like, oh please I wish add another zero to that fucking watch number like please like they deserve that uh, anyway, that's what I instead of watching NFL an, NFL analyst Fortnite player ninja. Fuck off! Are you? Did you see that? Ah, did you see this? <laughs> his, no, respo- his response. His response was even worse. So th- there's he sent out a tweet. It was basically like <sighs> along. Plenty of people have made this tweet like this. It was like, hey, all a kicker has to do is kick the ball. Why do they miss the kick so often? It's Which is so an absent-minded funny. thought to have. He says, but then, of course, was a, yeah. Read the read the quote. Well, let me now though. I once say he delete. I didn't know that he deleted it. He deleted it. He deleted it. <laughs> he deleted. It? He deleted it? I just clicked through to get it. Guys, I have the version of it. I have the version of it that's like. Did, did he keep the you. apology or like the no the snarky response to being dragged? I don't know. Well, okay. Here's the exact. Here's the tweet as it was. It was I'll never understand how college and NFL football teams allow kickers that just miss kicks. I feel like there has to be pools of kickers in the USA that won't miss simple kicks or snappers that won't mess the snaps. IDK man, it seems so silly. Would love opinions on this. Uh huh. Uh, sure, he got some fucking opinions. Oh yeah, he got some opinions. What is the is what was the snarky response that you that you loved? Uh, well, it was uh, you know classic double down. I was just being curious. It was something along the lines like, "Wow, like I guess we shouldn't be curious about things we don't understand and ask for feedback because then people just get mad at you." It's like, I'll yeah. fuck you. Yep. One thing I learned today is if I'm curious and unsure of something, is to never ask for the internet's opinion because I'm going to get fucking roasted. Yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Was, there was another one that really irritated me recently that he had because I think I saw this as I was like, I was like, I don't really follow him. And it's no. just like, oh, this is a reason to scroll through his feed. And it was something along the lines of like how he's found such balance in, in his life. And like, I think it was a line that said, Money can't buy like a good work life balance. I was like, actually, it it's can. Super uh, actually, actually, one hundred percent. Like fifty million dollars from Microsoft or whatever goes a long way towards uh, like work life balance. Like, I am not trying to. Uh, I've read profiles of him. Like, yeah, he yeah. has participated in a <clears throat> toxic uh, like culture of needing to stream all of the time, yeah. and that is not unique to him. But 
the notion that like tens of millions of dollars don't help you make make you think like I'm not gonna stream tonight. Like nah, nah, dude. Like that would <laughs> a lot of people would have better yeah. uh, work life, mental health if uh, they had the the financial means to achieve it. It's it's very funny. Uh, the, I I wish the original tweet was still there because the original like. But he left the follow up. The follow the like that curiosity one is definitely still up. Yeah, a hundred percent. Weird. He must have deleted it and made that that follow up. Like that follow up feels like this half a. No, it was. They were both there. God. They were both there. That's when I when I last when I oh, when I checked it. I found the one that I love, which is um, another another. Um, uh, this person's not a streamer. This is a, uh, a lawyer, a founding partner of, I think, an esports l- law firm. Yeah, the world's first dedicated okay. e-sport, esports law firm. Bryce Bloom says, I'm sure. with you, but kicking is almost purely mental at the highest level. These guys can casually make 50 yarders outside of a game condition, but it's a different thing entirely in game. And Ninja's response was, dude, I would be paying tens of thousands of dollars to get my kicker therapy and make him practice meditation with monks in the offseason. If it's a mental game, which it definitely is, secure that mental game. Yeah, dog. We just got to send kicker. You just got to send kickers off to a monastery in the <laughs> offseason to get their head right for the game. Listen, I. Ah. It's it is it is very silly that I give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. It's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't but it is it is funny that this is a person who the reason we're talking about it is because he's really he's pretty good at Fortnite and because of that and he's he's good at streaming. He's successful at streaming. He has like 5 million followers on Twitter or whatever. Anyway, it was very fun. The only thing that was fun for me this week in football, I don't want to talk about the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so keep on moving. Uh, Rob and I get Rob and I get to watch the the Bears play the Cowboys together this Thursday. Oh, that's which fu- oh, be, right. You're, that's a treat. People, that, that'll know. be fun no matter what happens. If they <laughs> are terrible, yeah, we'll have a great time. I'm rooting for you. If they're great, yeah, we'll have a great time. Uh, the NFC East is really it's a tight race, so I really appreciate it if you won. Yeah, yeah, uh, the leading the lead, yeah, like I'm the, the Bears in a division where there is a uh, nine and th- nine and three and an in an eight and two, and then the uh, the Cowboys hanging out and the Eagles hanging out there six and six. Please, the Eagles are five and seven now. <laughs> we lost to Miami, <laughs> Miami fucking Dolphins. Anyway. Yo, but it was worth it for that trick play. <laughs> Wait, Miami Look up that Dolphins. trick play. Yeah, they beat us. They beat us with, the, and they, they didn't. Wow, beat us even Cotto knows. Even Cotto's like, Kato, Ha-ha, you lost to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I used to yeah. live there. Yeah, fucking, they're a joke. They've never been good. Yeah, yeah it's bad. <laughs> they had one guy. That one guy, one time. <laughs> yeah, they had him for a while. Class- yeah, yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> one guy, one time. One guy, one time. Uh, we'll put it on a T-shirt, Dolphins fans. Um, I can't talk shit. Why am I talking shit? They just kicked my ass. No. Nope. Anyway, nope. anyway, uh, video games—they're out there. Uh, the ones I've been playing—I, I, I've been playing MechWarrior Five. I can't talk about. It. I can say I've been playing MechWarrior Five. I'll talk about that next week. That's right. Um, That's so right. that'll be. Look forward to that conversation. As Patrick noted, Patrick and Robert both going to be in town. A little later this week for us to start recording some of the end of year stuff uh, and presumably to take care of some 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 Brooklyn business. I don't know. I don't know what goes, what goes on behind <laughs> closed doors anymore here. I'm, I'm, I airdrop in for the podcast and then I leave. But I'm curious what y'all have been playing since I've only been playing stuff I can't talk about. Uh, Kato, you told me this yeah. morning you did it. You 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 didn't collect them all. I no, I did not. I quote in fact, unquote. In fact, I saw uh, you were like, I never saw that Pokemon. You were looking at a list of Pokemon <laughs> when I came in here, and you were like, 
what? Where's that Pokemon from? Yeah, yeah. The, there's so I quote unquote finished. I finished the campaign, and there's still this thing. The credits rolled, but then there's still story afterwards. There's like other shit to do. Um, so I'm not like really done, anyways. And yeah, I've only got like 200 of the like 400 whatever. Jeez. So. Um, but you wrapped the game up. You but wrapped like I up, wrapped up uh, sword. Yeah, sword. How'd it go? Um, all right. You know, it actually feels like this game has it has like one. It has like some interesting ideas that could have been fleshed out in a mm. way that previous games had. Uh, you know, I mean, they're obviously they're all kids' games, so they're pretty simplistic in the ways that they kind of tackle certain issues and things. But um, in the past couple of games, it it has felt like they've veered more into telling slightly more complex stories mm-hmm. from like from the way that the original like kind of uh did a uh, very simple story that had like different like little offshoots that were nice um and this one I feel like kind of takes a step back a little bit in that storytelling it like in a way where I feel like they're trying to say something about so like there's a lot of um environmental stuff in this game. Uh there's a lot of like mention of uh like climate change and things even in like certain Pokemon like Right. The new Weezing actually takes in polluted air and like cleans it. Uh or there's a ghost uh <laughs> there's a there's a coral Pokemon from old games, but there's a new version in this one that is a ghost cuz it's dead. Cuz it's dead? Yeah. <laughs> They it's fucking, just like a stark wow. white coral. What's you that know. called? Corsola. Course, good name. Yeah, uh, and so more like Corpsula. Yeah, because it's dead. Because it's dead. Because <laughs> it's fucking dead. Because they killed it. Cause and because we, we killed it. <laughs> yeah, because we. Yeah, and like the story goes into kind of uh, so, uh, an attempt at like talking about the way that energy and the environment kind of you know the ways that we are making energy for humans fucks up the environment. Um, But in a way that, like, I feel like past couple games would have actually had that storyline be forefronted. Because what it used to be was the gyms or whatever those were would be your kind of excuse for setting out on this journey. But whatever the actual story focus was was usually about whatever team, like, the evil, like, and it's usually pretty mustache twirly like simplicity but what they were like talking about could be interesting uh like what they were trying to do like the the one team two games ago that was like considering whether like <laughs> trying the to free all the pokemon XY ones were was um, that, or is that was that sun and moon uh no before that was that x and y no maybe it was x and y where they were trying to release the, pa- the france one yes the france one was the one where they were trying to uh like free every pokemon yeah, I'm pretty um, sure Team Flare. Woo! You, no, no. It must That's have been wrestling fans. Platinum. Okay. Yeah, what yeah. What was no. Team Flare's deal? I feel like Team I Flare's their... deal was um, they were. Uh, Lys- what does Lysander want to do? He was trying to capture a Pokemon that was really old because of time stuff. Uh, can I just spoil this game? I think. Yeah, I mean, fine. I forget. Uh, this is... Duh, duh, duh. Lysander reveals he's the leader of Team Flare. Yeah. Woo. He was also... <laughs> and uh, sends out a live broadcast, blah, blah, blah. He reveals Team Flare's plan to use the ultimate weapon, uh-huh. a machine built by the King of Kalos 3,000 years ago right, to eliminate right. all life. 
that or that okay. can eliminate can all life. Eliminate but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to. Is he what? Why does he want to do? Does he want to do genocide? What's happening? I thought you said some of these guys were good. <laughs> no, no, we're not good. Not that good one. Intentions. Be- yeah, before this guy the, sucks. That guy sucked. Uh, the one before that, the Diamond and Pearl, I think, okay. was the one where Team Plasma. It was a P or something. Uh, they were trying to like release everyone's Pokemon, mm. like just like it was kind of a weird PETA like adjacent thing. Sure. Um, Team Galactic. Galactic, maybe. No, wait, wasn't Galactic That's... last uh, Sun and Moon? That was Sun and Moon, wasn't it? No. No? No. I'm that getting was, these all mixed like up. There's the so kids. many. <laughs> right? Weren't they kids? They weren't Team Galactic. Galactic feels too too big for no, that. No, you're right. You're right. No, what was it? Team? There's too many teams. We're going to be too here many all day. Teams. That's the thing. And then, so, what, what I'm trying to say is that usually whatever that is, is the kind of the bulk of what is actually the storyline. Mm. And the gym battles are kind of actually more side things that are like meant to, are, they're they're like the progression yeah and the the, well, the story is happening or not off to the side yeah but like you go to a town because the gym is there right but then the town the t- has a story right and the story is part of it often is part of whatever the team of the bad guy team is of that game yeah or, or it's a side story shit. with your rival, or it's a, or you go to a ghost mansion, right? Or whatever, yeah. and there's like a story there, and then at the end of it's like an episode of the show. Right. Where like, yes, there might be a battle with a gym leader at a certain point, but that's not like the point, really. Right, <laughs> right. Um, this one kind of flips that, where huh. the gyms are the point, like the re- and like the story is mostly you going through this, like, which have been expanded. And it's more, it's like, the uh, personally, one of the more interesting ways that the, the gyms have kind of played out, and one of the more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of, not immersive, but like, um, this whole game in general, just because it's, you know, it's on new, it's on a Switch, they have like more, there's more like, kind of... Um, set dressing and stuff that they can do that that makes like battles in the gyms with like a crowd of people mm-hmm. like and the way the crowd reacts to certain moves and things like that is all like makes it it's one of those it's another one of those things that's like oh this is like you're really in the world of pokemon for like probably the first time because before it was it, oh, there was enough removed there from once you're in a battle it was very kind of uh, set and like nothing around you or outside of the battle reacted. It was like the battle was happening. That yeah, was you're in a like, battle. You're in and a that battle. Is, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Not, nothing else is going to really happen. In here, there's like much, it, there's much more done to kind of make the battles uh, exciting and, uh, and the, the gyms themselves weren't all just like a lineup of uh, trainers and then the gym boss. There were like puzzles and, uh, things like that instead. Mm. But then the side story feels like it was basically like... Um, Are you trying slight, not to say bolted I, on? Are you trying not to <laughs> yeah, it's be like, too dismissive? Yeah, it's... it's part of, the, part of the problem is that it feels like it's trying to do... It's trying... It, it, it at once kind of feels like it's trying to say something about who is responsible for certain things when it comes to the environment. <laughs> uh, things about like what children should be worried about or should be doing about environment and what their voices can do to help versus who's really responsible. Like 
adults. Yeah. Uh, but that shifts the focus of the story and what I could, what you would think would be interesting parts of the story away from that conflict of that side conflict and like focuses you down just like you're just this sports person doing the sports thing. Um, I see. So you're like, in some ways, it's like, hey, this isn't your fault. So this isn't right your situation to solve. Right. There's multiple times where adults are like, don't worry about that. You go to the next gym. I'll go figure, I'll go do some digging. Right. And like, Things happen off screen a lot and you mm. hear about it and it's just like usually those you would have done that. Mm-hmm. Right. You would have gone off and like fought the team yourself. Or and like, found their weird factory uh, yeah, and like, like oh wow, there there is a weird factory in this one. Pokemon and it's not even it's like one it's like I guess spoilers for the weird factory. Uh it comes at the like right before the final battle and mm. it's like two rooms. The fights were good, but it's like not this whole like thing where you're like fighting the whole team or whatever, anything like that. Like it's very streamlined and simplified. Right. And like, it just feels like they, they, this game is like a reset of like, we're building a new, new systems, mm. like the, the, the wild area and the way that the gyms work now, um, that do make it more immersive as a Pokemon game. But, they they had to kind of pull back on the density and complexity of uh, areas and offshoot areas and things like that. Unfortunately, this game, the 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 story stuff is much more focused on the gyms and like those are interesting, but it's very much um, not a game I could recommend. Where in that way, where like a couple last of the last games were had interesting story stuff. Uh, alongside the gyms that had kind of interesting uh, story beats, but this one is so much more focused on you just kind of going through the the whole gym challenge stuff, and um, that stuff is fun, but it's mostly just like a it's actually kind of like a sports anime, you know? You're right, gonna right. Win in the end, and everything's right. great because you won. Uh, That's life. <laughs> you're gonna win in the end, and everything's great because you won. That's how it works. Um, well, I know they're they're doing like some update stuff and I'm curious how that'll go and let me know. I'm curious yeah. to see if they if they how they keep keep moving on that stuff. I know there was snowing in everywhere around the the Pokemon world yesterday. That's neat. Yeah. Um that was fun. I speaking of Nintendo and updates, Patrick, are you excited to play as Link in mm. Mario yes. Maker two, which they announced today in a trailer? Uh I am. Yeah. It's a it's uh it's a little bit. It's like a little bittersweet. I've I've been really disappointed at how Nintendo has handled Mario Maker Two post release. There have been there has only been one update to Mario Maker Two post. There was a small patch after release. It was just like bug fix stuff, and then there was one update which was adding the multiplayer stuff that should have been there at launch, but that everyone threw sh- <laughs> such a shit over. There was like Nintendo basically said you don't want to play with your friends, and everyone said yeah I do. And so they added that. Um, so, you know, kudos to them, I guess, for, you know, doing that. But literally nothing, ha- not even, nothing, not, not even a fun controversy, which happened all the time in Mario Maker 1, where they would issue a patch and it would just say, like, general gameplay improvements. And it would not explain at all. But what it would actually do is, like, change the amount of time you can jump on a P-Switch before it like switches which would then break a bunch of levels that were like specifically designed based on a certain timing so there hasn't even been a a space to be mad at them over doing things that they don't explain themselves over um so it's just been strange because 
Smash Brothers, uh, Splatoon 2. It is not as though Nintendo doesn't know how to like do incremental like community service-driven updates for a service game. And I thought that Mario Maker 2 would have qualified for that. So like the longer it went on without an update, my suspicion was that, oh, they're just going to do a really big update. Um, but the problem is, and hopefully this like revitalizes the community, and there's still been some cool stuff that's happened um, after a lot of people went away. But like if you... Like, this is just anecdotal, but going through different creators I follow, different folks that, even just friends that have played it, somewhere around, like, late July, uh, they stopped playing uh, Mario Maker. So, yeah, they put out uh, a trailer for, they go from not uh, not talking at all about Mario Maker 2, what the roadmap <laughs> is, what what they might be doing in the future to just, like, hey, by the way, two days from now, we're going to have an enormous update where actually we're going to add a whole other playable character, and it's Link, and... You, <laughs> He's going to have a shield and a sword and, oh, shit, he's got bombs. He's got and bombs. also, you can bow and arrow. That's cool. Yeah. Bow and arrow, um, bombs. Uh, and, yeah, in addition in to... Pokey. Yeah, there's pokies. There's, they, they, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, I don't... Look, I, I, in no world am I, like, asking the, the, the workers in Nintendo to burn the midnight oil to give updates faster, but I think Nintendo could have done a better job. In an ideal world, what, what would have happened was there would have been, like, a clearer roadmap yeah. of, like, here's what we're building to in December... And, like, we've got a big surprise that we're not going to tell you about, but it's going to change the way you play Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way was, like, a couple of tools that, that uh, you know, things that you could, like, spice up your levels with. Gave a, people a reason to jump back in and, and do something. Um, they've chosen not to do that. I think it's a curious choice. I'm not sure if it'll pay off, but I think it is has a better chance because of Link. So what they've done is... In Mario Maker 1, and one of the things that I was bummed they got rid of in Mario Maker 2, was that there were costumes you could unlock by playing Nintendo sanction, like Nintendo developed levels that they were uploading like every week or like every couple of weeks. Um, there were also costumes for every amiibo, and so you could put that on. It would change uh, Mario's aesthetic, but didn't mechanically change anything about them. But it did mean that people could make like a Pokemon stage and like try and do some theming around that. It was just like a neat reason to keep playing Mario Maker even if you weren't making levels and gave creators like a uh, just something new to play with. They got rid of that in Mario Maker 2. Um, and if their response to getting rid of that was to do something like this, I think it sets up an interesting foundation for the future. And I think I'm gonna, and there'll probably be a uh, post on Waypoint by the time this podcast goes up that um, people theorized when Mario Maker came out that maybe this was laying the groundwork for a whole new sort of like franchise pillar for Nintendo where it's like, oh, like a Super Kirby Maker, a Super, I mean, Super Zelda Maker, I think is the one that people have thought about the most. Um, And I've always been suspect that that was possible, especially the Zelda one, because I just think 3D is fundamentally different in terms of like designing like a level um, or a space. Not that it's impossible. There wouldn't be a way to do it if anyone's capable of pulling it off. Maybe it's Nintendo, but that just seemed like a long-term goal and in the short term, maybe there was something else they could do in that space. And what I would love for Mario Maker to turn into, whether it's two or maybe this is the end state of Mario Maker 3, is that Mario Maker actually just becomes like the Mario Kart or Super Mario Brothers, in which um, what if you take the, the the foundation of Mario, a platformer, it's 2D, and like 2D is just like, it's it's when you're thinking about how to design a thing, that's just an easier uh, slate to work with. Mm-hmm. And... You added like Kirby mechanic, like put in Kirby and then add Kirby mechanics, like add in Metroid and add Metroid mechanics. Like there is a world where it's still a game like large about like running and jumping, but and it's and there's so much Mario stuff happening, but that you can really spice up 
the pot like the possibility space by taking Nintendo's slate of characters and doing the Smash Brothers thing and just like throwing in their move set and like what does that do to like you know what if you added a Marth and you could like jump in the air and air dash forward with a sword you know what I mean like there's just all this stuff all this stuff that would be like super fucking cool that I would love I hope that's the future because at some point you run out of a new spike to add. And so if the, if the end goal is like, if smash brothers is ending, right? Like, cause they sort of took it to its logical conclusion before they reboot it in some fashion for, for the next go round. I'd love if the next throw all the characters in and see what happens is Mario maker. Cause I think there's a really healthy future in like super Nintendo maker. Um, right. And then building from there as opposed to a Zelda maker. Yeah. This um, is because... definitely, go ahead. I'll let you finish. No, 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 go ahead. You're fine. I was going to say that like, Seeing this one was like, oh, this is what I wanted from Mario Maker 2 to begin with and helped fill in that gap of like, well, why wouldn't they let me do the costume stuff again? And the answer Mm -hmm. is because they had something bigger in mind. And the mind like I saw this. I was like, yo, I cannot wait to see what people ask of players who now have all these extra abilities. Um, we, We kind of went over them quickly, but like Link has a bow and arrow that can aim in different angles, has uh, bombs that can be used to blow stuff up, has a shield which can reflect, or does it just block stuff or does it reflect stuff back? I don't remember, whatever. It, you know, it does something I remember, yeah. weird. You could, you can do like the, the sword uh, uh, thrust, like the down thrust with the, with the master sword. Um, yep. uh, and all of those things are like, oh, you can start building other types of games around that set of abilities or other types of, not just other types of levels. And the, but the, like, bow, the bow and arrow goes not just forward, right. but it goes at a diagonal, diagonal uh, yeah. uh, upper and lower and interacts with objects. So yes. like uh, there was one sequence Nintendo showed where I Link was going up, uh, you know, like he was riding a thwomp or something like that and shot at a set of coins and picked up a red coin as they were going up. So it's just like that's like fundamentally shifts what a level could even be in Mario Maker to a degree that is exciting all over again. Because I agree with you. Like Mario yeah. Maker 2 at its core was like a nice, in some ways a nice refinement or it was mostly just, hey, they put Mario Maker on the platform that more people are on. Yeah. But I I don't think they necessarily forwarded, advanced to the core idea in like a transformative way, which was okay for a little while. But I think the drop off from a lot of creators suggests that there, there needed to be something else, and I'm glad that's not being saved for Mario Maker 3, and that if the next, like, year and a half of Mario Maker 2 is them dropping in stuff like this, and then that logically leads to you being tremendously excited for whatever they would do with a third game, because there'd be a clear path to totally shaking up your ex... Because I don't, I just don't know that they could do a Mario Maker 3 that's just... And now they added Mario Brothers two. Uh, yeah. You know, this was Doki the chance Doki to do that. Art. They had the chance to do that this time, uh, and they could still do that this time. Like they could still do that in a patch. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh wow, that's really cool. They added the Doki Doki Panic, the Mario two U.S. stuff. I can pick up plants now. Yeah. Well, like, that's the other thing is the link for me. Seeing Link opens up the door to stuff like that. We're like, oh, okay. They are not like afraid of adding in something that does fundamentally change how you move through a level and like interact with stuff. Um, they, that is a thing that's on the table. So maybe they would do a Mario two. Maybe right. they would do a Metroid. Maybe they would do, you know, whatever. Um, though I will say or give link a grappling hook, give link a grappling hook. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it is very funny to see that it's, it's legend of Zelda, like NES link, but it's a side scroller. So it's like, he's moving like, adventure of link link right and for a yes. moment i had the thought like what if you gave link a mushroom would he turn into to adventure, adventure link? link 
but I don't think you, I bet you can't do that oh. because I bet because oh. it's already a pickup to turn into Link, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's just the transform. Like you, I don't know that you can start a level as Link. You think it's more lose that you Link if you get hit. Probably not. Oh. No, it, it, I bet it actually is just a, a you just you must have spawn as Link because otherwise there's you know you could if you're making a level that's contingent on Link's abilities. Yeah. If you got hit by a Goomba or whatever, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to. Re- I'm sure that maybe is answered by people who have rewatched the the video more closely. And we'll, you know, it comes out on Thursday, so right, it's, it's right. not we'll exactly see. God. There's uh, a there's far a, off, but I have this video open in front of me. There's a great moment of them showing off. Like again, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh wow, look at all these new tools and mm-hmm. stuff you could build with it. There's a multiplayer moment where it's four links and they are being squished. Like there are two thwomps coming in from the left and the right side. Uh, and it's and on top of the thwomps are like pokies or or some other type of spiky yeah. enemy. Yeah. And it's like, all right, two of the people have to be on guard duty to bounce the thwomps off with the shields, while the other two are poking away at the pokies with with the bow and arrow. And like that's awesome. That's really build more cool. Like that seems cool. I'm excited to see what people build with this stuff, um, especially Patrick, because I know you've been like kind of the long suffering Mar- Mario Maker fan who. It's still having a good time streaming this game, certainly, from what I've I, seen. But I told, I, told, I told people in my, like, uh, 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 who watch my streams, I was like, hey, um, I, I think I'm going to like wind these down at the end of the month wow. because uh, uh, it's it, it just kind of running out of – like, I, I, re- I still really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of my, like, personal time to, yes. to give up to do it. And I was like, okay, well, if Nintendo's not going to keep adding to this, I'm not going to just, like, sit out here hoping it happens. And, of course, right as I tell people I'm thinking about winding it down, they <laughs> so funny. put out a they huge heard, uh, update. They heard you. They were like, we can't, Patrick, Scoops uh-huh. can't stop. We can't lose, Mar- we can't lose <laughs> Patrick. We can't lose Patrick in the mornings. We need Mario Maker mornings. Uh, I don't want to undersell some of the other stuff that's in that that trailer, too. Like, the Ninja speedrun stuff seems dope. Yeah. Yeah, so they added, <laughs> uh, essentially, like, for the first time... Canonically, in a video game, Nintendo acknowledging that speedrunning is a thing. It exists. Um, wow. Which, I mean, the, the video game industry as a whole, more or less, doesn't. Yeah. Like, they don't necessarily, they're not against it, but it's it's rare to see games incorporate um, an acknowledgement of it. Because I, I guess because speedrunning at its core is often breaking games in ways that developers don't want to acknowledge uh, for whatever reason. But, yeah, the, there's now a mode where Nintendo will release levels in which if you've ever played Super Mario or, or uh, Super Meat Boy, where, uh, like, every time you die in Super Meat Boy, like, the next run that you do, you just see your death, like, run out. And so you can ha- suddenly have dozens or hundreds of little Meat Boys running around um, getting killed. Um, and then finally the one run that makes it through. And it seems like Nintendo has picked up on that idea and essentially – you'll play a level and there'll be some number of ghosts that are players who either played or completed the level. I'm not sure exactly how it populates that. I hope, hopefully it's people who died along the way and yeah. not just people who completed <laughs> it. But essentially like that's one of the big things I was hoping they'd add to Mario Maker 2 was a ghost mode. Yeah. Um, like it's so frustrating to, to play a level that you realize you're not going to be able to finish or you don't want to finish, but you think is creatively interesting. And all you want to do is just see how someone did it. Um, and so this is a kind of half step or a version of that in which, um, you know, you'll be able to see what people, uh, perform or like race against, um, you know, other people. It's not your friends, you know, that's also, you know, it seems like logical extensions of this are, you know, hot. You can race against your friend's best times or see what the world record is on a level. Um, but, um, none of that stuff is here yet. Um, right. that's also like, that's the other disappointing thing about the patch is, uh, there's still no good way to share levels, right? So Mario Maker 1 figured, like, they have a website. It's called uh, the Super Mario Bookmark. It, like, it exists. Like, 
every level that was put into Mario Maker had a, a, an HTML link that was created on their website so you could send that to people easily and share it through Twitter and it had a screenshot of the level. It had the world record. It had the, the creator. You could then log in, click a button, and it added it to a queue in Mario Maker. Like it was... <laughs> And that they just didn't support that for Mario Maker 2. And the thought was they'd do what they did with Smash Brothers, which is just incorporate it into the app, which I still don't think is a great solution because a website is ubiquitous and and works cross-platform as opposed to an app that is is just um, less you can do with it. But they didn't neither of those things. There's no sharing in the app. There's there's no website, even though they fucking built one. Um, <laughs> and uh, so hopefully stuff like that comes later. But um, I mean, it, I think it's a meaningful update, but it's at the same time disappointing because it's just uh, it's just confusing. Like they just don't seem like they seems like Nintendo does their thing, but it's never quite clear that they're actually listening to the people who are playing the game. Um, are you? But, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Put this in conversation with something else. I'm really curious where your head and heart are at with this as like a as a not a precursor in design or in in what it needs to be necessarily, but in terms of where your level of investment was coming in with Spelunky 2, which got delayed till next year, right? Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's not going to sneak out at the end of the year this year. But in terms of just like, not that you were uh, unrealistic or anything like that about what Mario Maker 2 meant. Do you know what I mean? But like, you didn't, yeah. you, you spent years not streaming in the morning. And the thing that you were like, I'm going to come back, I'm going to start doing Mario Maker mornings again. Because I love Mario Maker so much, I'm excited to you know have the community and blah blah blah. And you've done a great job with it, and the community has sent in good stuff. And I watched that child laugh at you when you died a bunch, and that level was great. <laughs> um, and like, so it's not like I'm not trying to say like nothing. There was no good out of it or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. But I'm just curious where you're at now, thinking about this in relation to something like Spelunky Two, because I know you're just as, if not deeper, into the Spelunky. Like Spelunky had a similarly important role in in like your your day to day life for a little while there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm nervous about Spelunky 2 because I like there's a very real world where it's just it's just a sequel. Um, and I guess like that, that I, I don't mean that to be like uh, as condescending as as it might come across. But like Spelunky is like one of my favorite games of all time. I think it's one of the like a transformative game was for a lot of people opened a lot of eyes into, um, you know, different types of games. And if you'd asked me, like, do you want a Splunky 2? My, my response, I think, always was pretty consistent of, I guess. Um, but I don't know what I want from Splunky 2, which then is, you know, it's then contingent on the designer to, you know, surprise you. Like, because I didn't want Spelunky in the first place. I bounced off that game for like a year and a half before I fell uh, back into it. Um, and Mario Maker 2 is similar. But I, I also gave Mario Maker 2 a pass because I thought, oh, you know, by putting it on Switch... They'll have lots of updates that are coming along for it. They've right. learned a lot of lessons. It's on a platform where there are more people. So, like, it's it's okay for it to be kind of a Mario Maker 1.5 because Mario Maker 1 wasn't given nearly as much of a chance by being on mostly a dead platform. And Splunky 2, I mean, you and I played it last last year. Was that last year? God, that was we la played last, that year. last year. Was that this year? That was this year. That was last at, year. That was at PAX. It was, was at it? PAX East, right? Was that not okay. at PAX East? I think, yeah, yeah. That was at PAX East. That, yeah, because it was at a Sony booth, which means it was not, it was not at E3. Uh, yeah, I think right, it was this right, year. Right, right, right. I think it was. I think it was Pax East and not Pax West. I don't think it was. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're right because we didn't go. We didn't go to Pax West, so it has to. Yeah, we did. Uh, has to have been Pax. Not did this. We, not this, this one. No, last year though. Last year. Last year. Not this year. We did not. Well, either way, like we the played point. it and it's spelunky, right? <laughs> like, but, I, but I don't think I walked away from it going like, oh, I understand. Right. I didn't. I didn't. Why I, this is spelunky too? 
No, I didn't get the pitch. Like, you know what? I, I love Splunky. I'm excited to play more Splunky. Absolutely. But I don't know. I don't know if there's a larger pitch or if it is just a good sequel. You know, and and I would think it'd be fine with which the ladder, would be fine. I, yes, I'll enjoy yes. that. But um, this, you know, it's uh, it's like I want um the blood. Like I want the Bloodborne of Splunky. Which like the re- part of the reason I love Bloodborne so much is it it's 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 obviously a Dark Souls game, but it is also like fundamentally transformative yeah. in, in important areas that it feels so distinctly its own as opposed to being just another one of those. Um, Sekiro, I think, is the same way, right? Yep. Like it shares a commonality, but is is so different in important ways that maybe aren't uh, on the surface like recognize. Like if you, someone who doesn't play Souls games would look at it and go, yeah, it just looks like another one of those. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 it's not. Yeah. Definitely not. I mean, it is, but like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious. I'm hopeful that something like Splunky Two has something like that. I just don't know what it is. But also, I strongly suspect Derek Yu is keeping a lot under. Or I hope. I hope that Derek Yu is keeping a lot. The designer of Splunky is keeping a lot of under his hat. And so much of Splunky was the discovery. And I'm going to be excited. That's going to be the. If nothing else, the exciting part of Splunky Two will be just. I don't know what this thing is, and then realize like constantly every day people finding new shit that they didn't know was in the game or how it interacts with different parts of the game. So, um, yeah, I don't know what to expect of that game, but yeah, I, it's, I, I'm nervous of being a sequel cause it could just be a sequel, which in some ways is itself, uh, a, a disappointment, even if that's, I guess, unfair, um, to put on, you know, if you make on, one, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you make one groundbreaking game, like <laughs> cool, you know, like yeah, that's but you did it. better than I've um, done, you know, like, yeah, right, exactly. Totally. God, I'm I'm very curious about that. I'm sure there are there any other similar like I guess there 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 was just that I guess if there was ever for you like a another binding of Isaac straight up though I know that, that they just released or he just released that deck building game, right? Uh, yeah, it was just okay. I didn't, okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care that. for it that much. I'm but also deck building else. games, I'm you yeah, know, yeah, hot yeah. and cold on. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in this specific space. Because like, there's something about those stuff. But the, the other thing that brings Splunky and, and Mario together, obviously, is like there's a degree of like, this is a good stream game. And it, and it they both came during a period of like the boom of this style of daily streaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was like, hey, this is running. Well, then there's, a cha- there's a chaos to both of them, yeah. right? Like, it's, part, it's part of the reason they work so well as stream games is uh, – that you you die a lot in Splunky specifically <laughs> you died and you always died in such creative ways yes. um that yes. was like half the fun was like you could know exactly what you're supposed to do and you still jump on a spike um or you know something in the level design is strange and weird and surprises you despite it being hour 45 right. of of you playing the game so which again um, is similar in some ways to souls and and the reasons people like those games yeah no like, absolutely it's like a set level you're uh, you're being surprised as you play through you're trying out new stuff you're it can be very chaotic when things break bad so uh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I it is it is funny to you know i think one of the things that, that we've actually we could be here for dark souls except that FromSoft fucking pumps out games that like Imagine yep. a world where we're, we were only at Dark Souls 2. Imagine a world where Dark Souls 3 was coming out this year and they didn't put out Bloodborne. Do you know what I mean? Fuck. Or something like that. Like, that's <laughs> the cadence of those games in terms of the 2010s. Like, I, yeah. we're going to have some conversations soon about stuff throughout the years, throughout the decade. And, like, they release a game every 18 months. Right. It's wild. <laughs> totally. Like, shit. we haven't seen Elden Ring, but I'm sure that's coming out next fall, probably, maybe probably. next summer. Yeah. Um, you think, you think for a lot, for, Console launch? I'm surprised it hasn't been un- unveiled yet, so it's got to be part of the spring, um, you know, next-gen 
uh, reveals. I, I guess that's the, probably the first time we'll see games. It'll end up being one of those cross-gen games right. where I'm just going to walk through just Souls. I'm not even going to talk about uh-huh. their various mech games like the Another Century's episode or Armored Core series or their Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn game uh, or any of their other Verdict Day, all the other good mech games that they've made. Uh, Demon Souls, February 2009, right? Dark Souls 2011, uh, September 2011. So that was like a, you know, two, two and a half year gap there. Mm. Uh, then Dark Souls 2 2014. So again, they're, they're putting out other stuff in the middle of this, you know, great, great games like Steel Battalion Heavy Armor. Yikes. Uh, 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 Dark Souls 2 was 2014. Uh, Dark Soul. I'm skipping DLC and stuff too. Bloodborne was March 2015, so Ooh. less than a year. That, right, that was like two months apart. Right, that was the thing. Was but the dr- DLC is actually important because it no, fills in the gap years. You're right. That you're totally right. Because Scholar of the First Sin was February 2015. Bloodborne was March 2015. Presumably, Dark Souls one DLC was in the middle there between one and two, obviously, and then yeah. three was 2016, and then. Uh, Sekiro was 2019. So even even the longest gap there is about three years, I guess, if you go from Dark Souls 3 to Dark to Sekiro. Um, but it's just like, that's a lot of games in 10 years to yeah. be about the same thing. But it, it, the thing I like about that is like, we got over the hump of like, oh no, the, the hump of, of expectations, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yes, I know. I'm the Dark Souls two. It's like, defender. oh, there'll be another one. There if this be one doesn't one. work for me, they'll yeah. Right. I think a lot of it, like the backlash on Dark Souls two of being like the just disappointment in it, comes from a place of like worry that this meant that they were off track, or they that they'd only caught lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I, I like as someone who'd already loved Demon Souls. I think I didn't go into it with that fear, and maybe that's part of why I had a, a more relaxed relationship with that game. Um, but certainly by the time they put out Bloodborne, they're like, oh wow, they're going to keep experimenting inside of this right. set of constraints. Um, and that is and that is why I wish we were at Spelunky 6. I don't actually <laughs> wish that. I don't actually wish that. Uh, but I but it is this is this is one of those situations where it's like I'm I'm glad that we're there on the FromSoft stuff because yeah. maybe they will maybe they'll start t- turning out clunkers and and Elden Ring will be something I don't care about and then another game they put out will be something I don't care about. No way. But, but, I got special feelings about Elden Ring. Yeah, special like feelings. You just read that fucking reset error thread is all you did and you were like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> horses. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh god. Well, like, I've I've cooled more and more on Sekiro as the year has gone on. Um, and, Not me. But, <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, um, it, it, I just you know, I great respect for the game. I think it's exceptionally well made. I just didn't like. I did not. En- I didn't enjoy the combat. Like I got, go- you know, I got good enough at it, but I don't think I'll ever beat it. I'm stuck at that last boss, and like I'm good. Like I don't, I'm fine. Kato over um, here is shaking his whole body like it's a meme. He's just like da 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 da. No, I I we'll talk about it later this week. Almost certainly. Um, yeah. the, what was I, I was going to say something else that's tied to this. It was about a game. Oh, speaking of Sekiro, going back to play that, I just want to briefly shout out Outer Wilds, still a great game. I, a friend of mine has been playing through that, uh, uh recently and, uh, asked me for some hints and I was like, okay, I can, I think I can remember that. I was like, you know, let me just boot it up real quick. Cause of the nature of that game, it's easy for, it's easy once you know where things are to like right. go check or to check your rumor map and be like, oh, okay, right. There's this. Okay. Here's what you need to do. Um, and just like dipping back in that game, I meant to like dip in and play it for like 20 minutes or 10 minutes. I like one loop to kind of see the solution to something uh, that he was asking me about. And uh, instead I played for 90 minutes and it was like clearing off a few other little loose, loose ends I had. Um, you haven't beaten it yet, Kato, right? No. I've been just doing Pokemon since that came out. Gotcha. So now it's catch up time. Catch up time. Yeah. I, there's a bunch <laughs> of stuff I have to do that with. I like 
I happened to record the end of my Outer Wilds playthrough. Yeah. Um, like the last like two hours or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like, as my friend was beating it and was like talking about what, what he liked about it, I was like, let me just pull this up and watch. And I ended up watching like, 20 minutes of that and just like I had to close it because it was like I was welling up it was like putting, <laughs> putting me in my feelings I love that game so much uh, that game holds up uh, I know it only came out this year a few months ago but like, I still feel up. as strongly today about it as everything else um, speaking of games that I that I get the name wrong of Outer Worlds Patrick are you still chipping away at Outer Worlds yeah also a game I am like kind of getting cooler on as I, like, work my way. I, That's the arc with that thing, man. It's so weird. Uh, it, it It's a game that wants to be, like, would have been better in the Disco Elysium. I didn't play Disco Elysium. I, I want to. I'm um, also dipping back into but that. It's, but it's a game in which all the trapping, like, this, like the quests are, are pretty good. Like, the character stuff is pretty good. But, like, the act of playing it is just, like, so boring and uninteresting. Um, it's like, oh, I guess I'll spam the powers again. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's just odd. It's just, it's a game that would have been better served in a more like a narrative driven format. Like, I, I think it's like, it's, it, it's hurt as an overall game because the, like the expected stuff around it to support it is so it, it just doesn't work at all. Um, and then ends up hurting the storytelling because all you're doing is just kind of churning through this stuff to, to, to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to finish it. I've, I finished out Monarch and I'm doing, uh, whatever is the Byzantium? Byzantine, yeah, Byzantium. Uh, Byzantium. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm most of the way through there. So I, I feel like I'm, you know, two thirds through the game at this point. So I'll, I'll finish it out, but, uh, getting to Byzantium was cool. Uh, There's some cool stuff there. I think I like it. I think I like it more than Monarch, but it was also the point at which I was like, I like it more monarch more than monarch because there's not much action there. Do you know what I mean? It's mostly walk around, talk to people quests, and so I mean, I guess there could <laughs> yeah. be action there if you're playing the game a different way than I was playing it. In terms, of, if you were just like gunning shit down in the streets, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> just like raiding that city, time to go on a raid. Uh, yeah, the, but, oh, the other thing, uh, I don't like. I've now encountered this twice, where like the the arc of a uh, of a planet in in Outer Worlds is. Oh, we're going to present you with two rough choices yeah. and then, you know, pick between them. But there's always a compromise choice. Yep. There's a middle ground, mm -hmm. um, which I thought worked really well in the first area. But then I thought a monarch, the binary choice I was being given between factions was actually like really interesting. Yes. And I was going to go the other direction. I was going to go in the fuck it, blow it all up direction because I felt like it, I'd spent enough time in that planet. Yeah. Uh, to like understand the people, like I felt more confident in like making the choice as opposed to the first world where I felt like maybe I was just kind of being an outsider dick. Um, but this one, I was like, nah, okay, we're gonna give it to you know without like the yeah, rebellion yeah. faction yeah. Uh, for for a sort of thing. And so I was started going down that path, and then it just opens up a. But what if we could do this? And I'm like, ah, yeah, that is the one I should do. Like that's better for everyone, <laughs> yeah. but. I wish the game had more bleak. I wanted more bleakness. I wanted the game like I, think I'd, it, I, it, I it, it like I, I was itself. I was bummed that it came up with another like it undercut yeah. the choice in front of me by giving me one where everybody wins and maybe like the the epilogue will tell me that actually it all fell apart and they weren't able to get along yada 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 yeah, yeah. but it's I again I think part of the appeal people have of these games is like the gray moral choice like they they like the binary being yeah. uncomfortable I think it's because worth saying, it is it's worth saying that that's a choice between like 
incremental reformist policies and then like more more radical like big change and like disconnecting from yeah. the core idea of like the corporation and like trying to build something outside of and in opposition to the, the corporations. Um, and that is like an interesting the way that they lay that out because they compromise both of those positions and they and they support both of those positions and they build a situation where it's like y- you could have I know where I stand on this, but mm. you could make the you could make the case, and then it does the thing that you're saying, and and I think about this stuff so much in terms of like formal, not logic, but formal like um, uh, kind of analysis or of of where the investment of development resources and where the the kind of like rhetorical uh, resources go. And so when a game gives you a third option that was locked behind choices, and that is a thing that I, you do, you might not even know that that was the case with what you did. That third option only pops up if you do certain other things right in the, in the lead up there. You lose that option if you sigh too heavily with one character over another character. And so it's like, when you when a game is like aha you oh when there's like the, when there's like the leadership struggle yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of the choices you're making towards the end there yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. if you go towards the the one character over the other character it locks off yep. that that oppor- that opportunity for the like kumbaya we can all work together shit and like at that but point, it also feels like the game is pushing you in that oh, direction like you know like jump. like it like it's it wants you to encounter the third option like it doesn't feel like I found an Easter egg no like, no it's it not feels but like it, I, but, it, I, I, but it is I, like when it's like the non default option there's a way in which it undercuts the feeling that there. Was a that there that feels like the authored option? Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like when there is a right. path that you earn that, and that is the only earned path. It's not like you earned those other two choices. Do you know what I mean? There was no way to finish Monarch without this is the end of the quest. Right, exactly. Without I, though, I do wonder: can you could you kill both of those characters? Could you kill could you kill everybody who was involved? How do you get off Monarch? With I bet you could. I bet if you sided with the corporation, you could just kill both of those factions, right? But then how how does the, I guess I guess I would be curious how the radio stuff plays yeah, out but, because those he, characters are who you're supposed to talk to. Maybe that third party doesn't give a fuck if they're dead. Or maybe you kill them and it's just like cool. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. those radio broadcasts stop. We're good. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's probably what can, it is. That's the goal. The whole thing that's was like, probably is yeah, what it is. Yeah. Anyway, the, but then the, I wish. But then the other frustrating part. Oh, go ahead. I just, I just, I wish that that same style of thing had been. I, I the fact that like the only place that investment of like uh, or that that sort of like focal point of like, hey, look, you can unlock a third solution is always that middle ground solution. Do you know what I mean? Like it is always right. that. And so that's got to understand that that is revealing the sort of procedural rhetoric at play because it is the place with which your skill as your skill and your caution and all the stuff that makes you a good game player like eventually leads up to the reward, the narrative reward that you don't have access to if you didn't make those choices. And so that like underscores it as not the right choice necessarily, but when there isn't another choice that you can earn in that same way with the same degree of investment, it it there is a, a formal argument almost being making made even if the developers don't intend to make it that way. You know what I mean? It's like when you go into a store and something is priced at $15 and something is priced at $10, the store is – some the market, someone is trying to say the $15 version is better. It's the same thing, but oh, the $15 listen, you as the consumer should understand that this is this one that's more expensive is supposed to be worth more. And in real life, Life, like one, we know that's not always the case, but in a video game where that that extra five bucks is an extra five hours of you working towards something or is you make picking the right choices, it ends up feeling like, oh, yeah, I, I solved it. It's like it's like in Mass Effect when you're able to do the renegade or the or the uh, whatever the good the good cop option and you get to save someone's mm-hmm. life like, oh, wow, cool. I did the right thing. Uh, but at least in Mass Effect, 
you would often be able to choose between the unlocked Renegade or the unlocked Paragon solutions. And so you could still kind of justify it with yourself that the authors intended either of those outcomes. Whereas here, I look at Monarch and it's like, oh, this is the intended outcome, you know? Anyway. Right. And and, and then it, I guess it's, just, it's frustrating in other ways where uh, on Byzant- Byzantium, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're... Without spoiling how a, a quest line plays out, although like the name of the quest line, I feel like telegraphs part of how it plays out. Is a side quest where you can investigate something called the early retirement program. Um, and did you do this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So, uh, I, so when you find when you find out what's happening at this early retirement program, um, sure feels like the kind of thing where you should do something immediately with that information. Yeah. You, Seems Patrick, like I, someone should know about this. I you do that quest, you get all this information. That there is a quest that is like that quest. The, er, there is a rot at the center of yeah. this goddamn so, city. I, one, I think that reveal is fantastic in the sense that it brings a lot of other things that you've done it's, into alignment, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh shit! I thought I was doing side quests, but side quests are actually main quests. It makes you rethink some of the stuff you've learned about society and like w- what the weird experiments are, and that I think was really cool. Like there was a degree to which it's like, oh yeah. shit! This has all been building towards this. Mm-hmm. But Patrick, you beat that quest. I never saw any of those NPCs again. They never come up in conversation. The rest of the main plot continues, and at no point can I be like, hey, the stuff in that quest happened to people who are working on the same problem. I finished that quest, and I don't know how you finished that quest, but at the end of that quest, I was like, I need you to go talk to this other NPC I know right now. I'm begging you to go talk to this other NPC. I, the only way I'm going to let you live is if you go and do this. Never hear from them again. Their name is never brought up again. It never, it, I don't, it's like they, it's like, I don't know. And it acted, the rest of that game acted as if the, it was news to me that I learned that stuff in the main plot you know, two hours later, three hours later. So I, right. it is very frustrating. <laughs> it's very weird. So. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I mean, the, the, the way that quest uh, plays out for me, cause I haven't actually uh, uh, progressed on a lot of the main quest line stuff there. So I'm just like only treating it as a side quest thing at the moment. <laughs> like it does the thing where this is very common in, in fallout style, like, haha, like dark, dark choices you get as the player where like a bad person, like an objectively bad person sends you to go check out this thing. You find out what's going on there and then you get back to report the end of the quest mm-hmm. line to the person and you can either tell them what you found or convince them to go check it out themselves, knowing you're sending them to a questionable fate. Um, and you're, I guess you're supposed to like, ha ha, chuckle, like I gotcha. Yeah. But at the, at the, what I'm really thinking is like, no, like fucking sound the alarms. Like we, who do I <laughs> leak the scoop to? Yeah. Um, and there's just no option there. It's just like, ha ha, you fucked over that bad person. Nailed it. Nailed um, it. Yep. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, I guess you, it's often you're seeing, you know, it's different writers, different approaches, different interpretations of different hierarchy of values for like what choice is. And I've just found it like more and more confusing as it goes. I also just not very attached to most of the side characters. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of them now and I feel like they're just throwing like I wish it was just a smaller crew. Like I, I felt like a massive fact that I got to know everyone really well. And I feel like that happens a little bit. Less you like you get like a you get like a side quest with everybody, but outside of that, I don't know. It's just I'm not finding myself as uh, connected with them as 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 I want to. So I still like it, but I've definitely 
in the back half, I, I now understand why you and Rob cooled on it as fast as you did, because I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it is It is such a strong first impression, I think, partially because of wanting to play with Edgewater is great, and then, yeah, it's just like sort of a mixed bag after that. Yeah, I, 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 I really, it is such a tiny, small thing, but it actually ended up meaning a lot to me in a bad way that it was just like, I can't believe that the second tier of weapons in that game is light assault rifle mark two um and like it is emblematic of the fact that they ran out of runway or they ran out of highway they ran out of material in a weird way i mean obviously there's still lots of writing i still think there's some good characters but it starts to feel like a retread about the same time that you get that second tier of weapons you know what i mean i'm not Mm -hmm. saying the combat is like the most important thing, right? I'm not like saying like I wish there were better weapons. I'm saying like no, it's just emblematic know, yeah. of other issues like yeah, in the, in like, the okay, game. Okay, I, I get it. And it's weird. I get it. The numbers are going I, up. I wish the areas were smaller. Me too. Like I find my like the storytelling is at its best when you're in like a condensed area and you're like like the storytelling feels uh, when I have like 15 different quests. I feel like I'm losing the like the stories aren't always strong enough to support something that you do something with for 15 minutes and then come back and finish it you know, four hours later as you're like just doing like the fourth step of a bunch of quests that you've done as you're going from one side of the map to the other. Like the strong, like I lost the thread on a lot of like the whole monarch issue until like the very end. And it's just, I've, I'm curious what they'll end up doing if they do any DLC, if like stronger, smaller contained areas where like there's just more intertwinement between the stories because there's a lot of strong writing in there. It's just I don't like the connective tissue of how we how you get between them. And so, like, just one dense city, I think, would be a lot more interesting than like the setup that that they have. You're just you were describing Disco Elysium, which I put a little <laughs> bit more time. I know, into. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm describing. Very Disco happy Elysium. that I've put more time if you, into it. If you took, yep. if you took Outer Worlds, stripped out all the combat, like just de- like just like crammed it down into like one planet where you're going between like a couple of different areas and just took the exact same writing. I bet it's a much stronger game. Or I almost wish that they like, you know, one of the things I like about the game is the ship means that you don't need to have giant areas. There's a couple of times you go to a spot that is like, Hey, this is just, you know, an asteroid. This is not just an asteroid. This is like one corner of an asteroid where there's like a door, you go in the door and there's a person there, you know, whatever. Uh, I almost wish there was more of that style of like, Hey, this is not a huge, you know, not even like yeah. groundbreaker sized. Do you know like the en- like the entrance to groundbreaker sized or like, you know, that style of like really tiny almost like a bottle episode style like, hey, this is one little place, everything is contained in here. Let's zip all around a bigger galaxy or a bigger solar system or more locations. Obviously that means more art assets and more, you know, design and and differentiation and blah blah blah. But I almost wish yeah, like it, right. it had been even more self more little self-contained stories like that. Anyway, I I yep. still overall was you know okay with it. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, I wish it had ended yeah. stronger, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit maybe later this week in a, in a more spoilery way. Um, uh, not released this week, but sometime this year, you maybe you'll hear us talk about it in a more spoilery way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, also, I guess you you told me you finished Eliza, but you want to maybe save that for once Rob is on the pod because I'm sure. Yeah, we should, yeah, we should all talk yeah. through that together. Um, sounds good. Let's take a break and then maybe answer some emails and then get the hell out of here. Sound good? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Hold up. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back. I have important emails, important. Wait, I want to yell at EA really quick. I was going to write a blog about this. Jason Schreier beat me to the punch. If you for watching football on Thanksgiving Day, hopefully you, and you have not finished Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh-huh. hopefully you shut your fucking eyes during the commercial they showed. Well, I'm not going to spoil what they showed, what they but sh- I'm gonna look uh, Austin, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. the thing at the end of no the game, No way! Are you thing, fucking kidding me? What? Straight up, they just throw a shot of it in. Oh, that sucks. Glad I know to yeah. avoid this. <laughs> yeah. That blows. Jesus. It sucks ass. <laughs> that sucks. It's such a cool moment. Yeah, so I don't know whose fault it is. Xbox, you know, whoever is responsible, but like, it's like a totally normal trailer. And then just like, Bronk! and it's like, no, like it's one of the, it's such a cool reveal. Mm. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Don't watch the, don't watch the Black Friday trailer on the Xbox YouTube channel. <laughs> Or if you're like DVRing some football games from the weekend, yeah, you just, zip through them. If you, you see know? Star Wars, just zip past that. Yep, yep. Uh, Not cool. All right, got an email here from uh, uh, Oren, Oren or Oren. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing your name. Hey, Waypoint Crew, Oren from uh, New Jersey here. I went to Rutgers, home of the quote fat sandwich. Pictures, picture. I'm going to describe the fat sandwich. Picture French fries, chicken fingers, mm-hmm. honey mustard, mm. mozzarella sticks. All okay. on a hoagie, yes, a hoagie Jesus roll. Uh, in the lore of the food trucks at Rutgers, if you design your own sandwich and eat three of them in under an hour, you get to name it. What would you put on your sandwich and what would you name it? For example, in reference, here are, here are three different named sandwiches at the Rutgers food trucks. The Fat Sam is a cheesesteak, grilled chicken, lettuce, tomato, french fries, mayo, and ketchup. It's too much stuff. Okay. The fat Daryl is chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, I think that's French the fries, and, mar- and marinara sauce. And the fat moon mm. is chicken fingers, bacon, egg, lettuce, tomato, French fries, mayo, and ketchup. Uh, Oren <laughs> says that their favorite is the fat mojo, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, French fries, and honey mustard. That seems simple compared to all the rest of these. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. that having read all those in order, like, oh yeah, chicken fingers, mozzarella <laughs> sticks, French fries, and honey mustard. That's Jesus all right. Jesus Christ. Would you, do you have a, does anyone here have like a custom sandwich that they would demand this place make? And then you'd eat three of them in under an hour? Because no. No. <laughs> three? Three. I couldn't eat three orders of Let like. Let me tell you something. You're going to leave that college in between one and four years. <laughs> You're never going back there. Yeah. They're going to erase your name. Oh, There's no shit. legacy. Damn. Fat Austin who? They don't know. <laughs> Not worth it. What if What if you uh, like put a lasagna in a burrito? Yeah. That sounds good. Wow. Can I? Uh, shit. Wait, is there pasta still in there? 
tortilla well, yeah. and then pasta and then, on the I mean, that's yeah. lasagna. Lasagna needs the pasta. It's not just the... Well, but if you consider the, the fact... But I guess what the... he's asking, is it is it just like the... La- like, would right. it be like a, like a layer of pasta? Or are you putting like actual like oh, I pasta think noodles? Because that... Yeah. It's pasta. I think it, maybe it's preference, but like because you can get the layer cake version, right. or I, I mean the one I think Akato, What we want is yeah, you want to be able to pick your noodle. Like they'll they'll put the whatever noodle you're feeling that day. <laughs> noodle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I think that'd be good. That sounds good. My first option. My first thought was: Could you use, could you use was, a flat a flat pasta as a wrap? Is this going too far? Could or, you? <laughs> or that's a layer. It's a double wrap. It's a double you wrap. First right, wrap double wrap. Pasta. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to hold, you wouldn't uh-huh. want to, there's no grip on pasta. Right. Yeah. So then right. you that's put the, the tortilla over it yeah. and that forms the shell. God, that Beautiful. sounds good. Shit, I want yeah. that. For real. Yo, this sounds good. <laughs> I feel like this Because is... my first thought was a deep dish pizza burrito wrap mm. and then I thought lasagna. I was like, I think lasagna Lasagna's works better. Oh, the cheese. Yeah. The, oh, that would be so, oh, I want lasagna now. Also, lasagna is great. I think we've collapsed. I think this is the this is it. Yeah, the fat waypoint is definitely. <laughs> also, real quick though, I don't know that I trust this food truck to make us lasagna. In a, in I a think burrito. it has to be fried for them to do it. it yeah, seems like everything else, everything is, else fried. is fried. Fried, fried lasagna exists for sure. Probably right. Um, yeah, you just Ugh. take that, take a cut of a plot, drop it. Yeah, put that oil. <laughs> Damn, I thought this would be a hard question, but we got it in a second. That was good. <laughs> nice work. Um, this one yeah, comes in from uh, adjective in place name. Uh, DearGamingAdvice.com. Uh, next year, I'll be starting a new job in a senior full-time position at a game studio in another city, about a five-hour train ride from my current home. I've, uh, I've met with the people there. I've had the pleasure of working with them previously as a freelancer and had nothing but positive experiences. The job has great benefits, a really competitive salary, and I feel like we could make some really awesome games together. All right, I think they've stopped listening. So here's the real rub. As excited as I am about this opportunity, I'm also kind of worried. I'm in my late 20s, I'm single, and I'll be moving to a new city alone. Besides people from the studio, I don't really know anyone there. In a professional setting, I can play the type A shtick pretty well, but the truth is I'm an introvert. I have no idea where to start when it comes to making new friends outside work. And to top things off, although there's a sizable Anglo, like English-speaking population where I'm moving, presumably not Anglo-Saxon, I'm guessing like there's got to be white people there. Uh, although there's a sizable uh, English-speaking population where I'm moving. Um, uh, also, I, sh- I said he. I should have said he. Uh, they. I have no idea what this person's gender is. Although there's a sizable uh, English-speaking population where I'm moving. Uh, most everyone speaks some English. Uh, I don't really speak the majority language, so it's a it's a it is a place where the majority language is not English. Uh, gaming advice team. I know many of the crew have experience moving around for work and school. Do you have any gaming advice for dealing with the new city blues? Cheat codes for making new friends. Pro tips for quelling the dread fear that there is no one and nothing for miles that would remind you of the home you loved and left. The warm embrace of family and friends who accepted you and all your faults, but who will in time forget and replace you. Sincerely, adjective and place name. Just start working on making that uh, uh, the big weight, the fat weight point, and just yeah, perfecting the creation of lasagna and a burrito. <laughs> Um, I, I've definitely done this before, and it is tough. And I, I think part of it is being honest that it's going to be a little bit tough, and giving yourself time, and like not necessarily rushing yourself to like instantly, and beating yourself up about not making those connections instantly. Yeah. Um, I definitely think in my experience, the things that have helped one is like, you will make friends at the place you work and try to spin that off in a way that is not just about work relationships. I don't mean like 
you and you and your team go out for beers once a week. Like that's a that's all right. But like if you get a board game night with people who are not just people you work with, but like pe- the friends of people of other people you work with, or in general, doing those sorts of events, doing board game nights, find a local bookshop. If you are in a non-majority English-speaking place, my, the chances are you're going to be able to find, um, you know, a bar or something that does like uh, that has a lot of expats. That has like an English speaking group. You'll probably be able to, if you go. There's on, probably like Facebook groups I was say, or like Reddit, you go on Facebook like or, or Reddit, subreddits that probably have yes. like, "Hey, who speaks English?" <laughs> yes, exactly. And like that stuff can be awkward and weird because it's like, again, especially if you are introverted. Like I've been through this where you're like, "Ah, oh, I don't want to." It's a lot of. It's like a lot of effort. Like it genuinely is a lot of effort to put yourself out there. Um, but I, I suspect you'll be, you will find that you, you will be better for it for having tried to do that stuff when, when you know it's when it, it's right to do it. Um, uh, the other thing there is just like my other big advice there is just like if you feel like you're going to be alone there in some way, think about ways to spend that time that are things you've wanted to do anyway or things that are like, hey, you know what? Like I've always wanted to get into model making. I've always wanted to read more books. I've always wanted to da 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 And that's not like those things are are better than socializing or something like that. But where this will really hurt you is if it is a Friday night and you have an open calendar and you are like another Friday night where I've done nothing with my life except sit in front of this TV. Like if you really and just despair over the fact that exactly, you've done nothing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. When it's like, what if you have, what if you, if you make a plan and then something comes up and then you can't do the thing you'd already planned for, like that's a nice that's like exactly way it. for things to play out. Totally. Exactly that where you're like, Oh, you know what? I, I got really into train modeling. I got really into, into, you know, building these Gundam kits. I got really into a Warhammer or something. You know what I mean? Like those style of those active. And that's the other half of it too. Is like, if you do find a, an activity that has a social aspect, find a board game store, Go hang out in that board game store. Go start playing Magic the Gathering. You know, get into the local FGC. Something like that. It's one of the things that's nice about games is that in general, those communities want more people, uh, and those stores. Even if you just go to observe, right? Like sometimes don't even put the the expectation on yourself that you're going to a thing to have a social. Like sometimes, like the reason I work at a Starbucks sometimes is not because I hope to make a friend. It's I get lonely working from home, and it's just nice to be around people like that. Sometimes is enough and so it's not maybe you know find things to do but like don't go and be like if i don't make a friend here <laughs> exactly. if i don't have a if i don't talk to someone this has been a failure like no sometimes it's just like going out and being around it's just you know if you go to a turn local tournament you could just watch and then go home and then you at least feel like i went out i did something like i participated in the community and like that's that's not nothing and you do that enough times and you're going to just increase your chances that, you know, something does happen at some point. Yeah. Uh, something in, similar in that vein too is like, and this for some reason I feel like has a weird stigma around it, but going to the movies by yourself is like an interesting, like there's still like a communal aspect, especially to like a, a, a movie where there'll be lots of reaction, like horror or like an action movie where people like cheer and stuff. Like it can be, it can help you feel less lonely, even if you're not directly like, you know, speaking to the people to the left and right of you. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Those those sorts of things are, are really fun. Um, uh, likewise, if you're like into sports, sporting events can be can be really interesting and fun. Uh, I I definitely part of my social anxiety is being in 
public spaces like that alone can be weird. It takes me mm. a long time to get to the point where I can go to the movies alone. Like it, like for real years and years and years, I'm, I'm still like have some anxiety uh, when I do it, which is super weird because lots of people go to the movies alone. Yeah. Um, uh, or like the other, the other big one is like, if you, there's an entire like, Hey, what if you wanted to go out and eat by yourself somewhere? Like there are all those little things can be really big hurdles for, for certain types of anxiety. Um, and, and, you know, to some degree it's about practice to some degree, it's about good therapy. Uh, but like working at it and understanding that you have to work at this and it is not going to be a thing where you get there and you're like, boom, like my engines are, I'm firing all engines. I'm just going for it. It is okay for this to be a project that is in your life in a way that is not necessarily like uh, a thing that solves itself instantly. Good luck. I hope I hope the move goes well. Also, also the other thing here is five hours is, is distance, but it's it's not you know uh, uh, it's not fifty hours. You right. know what I mean? It's not two plane rides. It's not a, a layover. You could get back. You could do a car ride if you needed. If you to. needed to, yeah. I presume yeah. presumably if you're not separated by like the ocean or something like I, I don't know if that's five hours by train, five hours by car, five hours by, you know, I don't know what it is. Train. Oh, did they? Okay. Well then yeah. yeah, Five hours by train. That's, that's a trip you could make. Yeah. Don't be afraid of going home for a weekend here and there. Uh, presumably that you have the time off. Please don't, please don't be devoured by the beast of games development. Um, (laughs) all right. This one comes in from Freddie. Hello, waypoint radio. I'm Freddie, a Swedish listener. Uh, they, them, for the past two summers, I've been working as a male person while I'm on break from attending university full time. It's a job I actively des- or I actually enjoy, despite the monotony. And part of uh, and it's part of why I was interested in Death Stranding. Um, it was because it was essentially billed as extreme male delivery. <laughs> After playing it for about 12 to 14 hours, I think I can say that Death Stranding actually captures a lot of both the joys and tribulations uh, that come with delivering mail. The way you find your own little routes, the, f- the feel of carrying a giant precarious sack of car- stack of cargo up a large apartment building slash mountain, the relief of feeling your burden lighten the end of your route when you're just racing back to the post center to drop off your van and equipment, and the endless managing of your mail slash cargo. Another thing Death Stranding also nails about delivering mail is about how when it rains, it pours both literally and figuratively. The weather, time fall slash BTs, will frequently ruin your day regardless of how well you're sorting your cargo in the morning goes. Small accidents such as tripping on a doorstep or having to break too harshly will throw your letters or cargo into disarray. Large quantities of awkwardly shaped packages will slow you down. And then there's customers. All in all, Death Stranding, though exaggerated in the ultimate, uh, in the ultimate porter simulator, uh, though exaggerated, is the ultimate porter simulator in this listener's opinion. Cheers, Freddie. Good to know. It's good to know that Death Stranding yeah. is accurate. Accurate representation of what it means to be a male person. <laughs> Uh, That's very good. I feel like I feel like uh, I want more. If if you're out there and you deliver mail or packages for yeah. a living, I want to know how Death Stranding has has affected you. Do you feel like it's a, it's a, an accurate representation? Do you feel like you can like relax and play that game, or does it feel like work? I want right. to know. Write in, please, if you if you're out there. Uh, either of you keep up with Death Stranding? Put any more hours into it? Uh, I want to get back to it, but Me it's, too. it's, uh, I like game of the year is like, I need to like line up games and finish them. Like yep. I gotta, I gotta stop doing like, I'm juggling six games at once. So it was like, I, you know, I, I, I started Eliza, finished it. I've been playing outer worlds. Uh, I'm going I'm to finish that. And then, then it's a fig- I, I did like a, I did a post on, uh, a Thanksgiving post, uh, that was, uh, uh, the post is I'm trying to beat way too many video games before 2019 is over. Yeah. I took, I took every game that I wanted to 
finish like not real like uh, that I knew I was gonna but every game like meaningfully I wanted to try Mm -hmm. and then I went to how long to beat and I took the average hour count and then I put a percentage on my desire desired probability that I think I will actually finish it and the ones that I wanted to came out to 72 and a half hours so don't think that's gonna happen yeah um but uh it's like yeah you know unfortunately games like yeah, yeah, pick your battles. It's like, you know, I wanted, I wanted to play Astral Chain, but I saw it was 18 and a half hours, and like, that's not going to happen. I wish it was so. like eight. If it was like eight hours, that game would be easier to recommend. Um, anyway, uh, one last question here comes in from one legend who says, when I was younger and played games, I used to often think the computer characters, the CPU characters, could read the inputs for my controller and react accordingly, especially in fighting games. Is this true? Has it always been true? Have you ever had moments in games where you felt the CPU was using your inputs to your disadvantage? I should note that the subject of this is, does the computer really cheat? <laughs> I think most of the time. Oh, in Mario Kart, for sure. Most, yeah, right? like, like racing yeah, games Racing do. games, right. for sure. Sports games, we know there's rubber banding. Um, which is like where the it's the game has been programmed to like make the computer play better to keep the game tight, uh, to keep scores tight. Um, what else? A lot of things have that style of rubber banding to like try to keep it competitive. Um, but I, I will, what I will say is like fighting games are a unique thing because even the highest level difficulty playing a fighting game against like a level eight CPU or whatever in Street Fighter is not going to be as useful or difficult as playing against a real person who has been playing the game, yeah. right? Like, you don't train against a level 8 CPU. You train against a real player. Though I think there are specific instances in classic fighting games where the computer is literally cheating and doing stuff like um, charging a a, uh, a sonic boom with guile without holding the back button. Without, like... <laughs> so, like there are That makes sense. Rude. But the, it tends to be that more than reading your input, I right. think. The one that always... I, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You, go, you can finish. The one that I always was like, hmm, was like Puzzle Quest or that style of like competitive puzzle, like Bejeweled style, but RPG elements where, where it, f- it so often felt like I would make a move and the next shit that came in would let my opponent get like a triple combo or whatever. <laughs> like I know I, – I believe them when they say it's not how it works. I believe them. <laughs> but uh, in my heart of hearts, I feel like – I'm being screwed over. So, I don't know. Patrick gets it. One of my, uh, it, it's, it's adjacent to all this, but when uh, I was really into PC games during like the Quake era, and one of the coolest outshoots of like the modding community back then was the early development of AI like shooter opponents. Like, that's just not a thing that existed. Um, and the community was like the ones who would develop these AI, they, like I think they were called AI bots um, that you could like play one v one. And like one of the more successful ones, like they ended up like getting hired by like id software to come in and like work on their shit. But that was one of those like amazing moments when I was younger, where you didn't have to play online with a bunch of people who were better than you. Like you could play against this bot that you could like tune, but that it oftentimes, at least relative to what we had back then, yeah. felt like you were actually playing a person. Mm. That is how I felt about like the perfect dark bots was like, I'm not, my friends aren't going to be able to come over and play perfect dark with me every day. You know, the way that I wish they could have when they, when we were playing Goldeneye a lot, but perfect dark has bots. I can play against these bots. That feels good. <laughs> um, uh, it's funny because like now I feel like, you look at something like Overwatch had bots, but it was like, man, this is just not 
I think the more complex the game gets and the more like interesting the abilities could court like could interact with each other, the less exciting it is mm -hmm. when I'm just playing against a bot, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel the same way about like playing something like PUBG Mobile where you're like, oh, I'm fighting against bots. I can tell this is not fun. You know, this is this is not. Hey, it's it it's kind of a bummer. We started playing Fortnite before they added bots. I bet we would have had a better yep. time with Fortnite if 100%. we played it with bots. I bet we would have. That was, was that last year. That was last year. That was last year. Was that last? Yes, uh, that was. Think, yeah, it was before. You it was were last here, year, and I think the bot the yeah, bots got yeah, added yeah. this year. The bots got um, added this year for sure. So it was a big thing. Just seems like that would have been a much more uh, a better onboarding process to like the building stuff would have been to go up against bots who you could probably beat, but you could learn a little bit more about what to do. You just get comfortable along yeah, the way. I gotta yeah. go back. Yeah. I gotta play more Apex. I, there's like all the stuff I want to check back in on this year that I I like put time into and stepped away from, and just uh, it's time. It keeps it keeps moving. It keeps moving. It keeps moving. I gotta play more Final Fantasy. Yeah. Something. God. Did you ever finish Control? I never finished Control. I, I gotta finish Control. Either. I gotta finish. Ah, you should you should finish Control. Know, like Control is yeah. I, oh man, a, it's got a great there's a ending. There's a specific too. set of things in Control I know that are coming out that I want to get to, and it's just like it is just a time thing. It yeah. is like that is a game I'll finish before I write my list. But probably not before we talk about it later this week. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I have to. That is that is where my head is at now. It's like, okay, what do I need to finish before we record later this week? Because yep. that's the stuff that I want to be able to talk about. So we'll see. We'll see. I Don't got, worry, I'm going to fit in 25 hours of Outer Wilds between now and uh, now and Wednesday. Not, you are not going to do not that. Not going to happen. No, nope, don't, not going to happen. Don't even, don't even, like, th that is also the worst way to play that game is what I would say. It's like trying to rush through it in that way would just make you hate it because all the little... No, I've already, I, I'm already fully confident that um, uh, 2020's, uh, <laughs> 2019's best games of 2020 are for me, like, I'm like, Disco Elysium's gonna yeah. be like my favorite game of the year, and then Outer, <laughs> Outer Wilds would be like number two. Um, um, I already know that's what's gonna happen with both those games. Yeah. I will say, in Final Fantasy uh, 14, uh, where I'm finally going into the final set of patches before Heaven's Word, because I, I had to slow down to play a bunch of fucking games to write about and talk about. Um, uh, I hit a, I hit a really good J-Rock song. I hit a, I hit Sick. a boss. I hit, I'm going to play this. Yes. I'm going to link you to this. We'll go out, listen to this fucking jam. Uh, I fought Shiva. You know, oh, shit. Shiva. Uh, that fight was cool, but it was over so quick that I barely got to, like, soak in the ridiculous <laughs> vibes of this fight. Just, just know there's a first phase of this fight where it's like the first phase of this fight is like Shiva is kind of like ethereal and like mystical and floating around all like peacefully and like you're kind of not peacefully. You're fighting her. She's summoning shit. Uh, but then shit pops off. Uh, Kato, do you want to count you in on this jam? Yeah. The name of this, the name of this song is – God, does it have – does it not – Oblivion, I think it's called. Thank Shiva you. Shiva theme phase two. Phase two. Parentheses. Oblivion. 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 All right. Three, two, one, go. This is like when the OP kicks in. Yeah. In the big fight at the end of the anime season. But like it plays the full version. Of right. It. During the fight. I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh. Also, this is a version of the fight I've not fought because this is this looks way harder than what I did. I had to deal with all that shit. This must be the like extreme difficulty version. I just want people to know that oh this song God. fucking slaps. Yeah. And Who is this? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. 
Anyway, what you can tell from looking at this is Final Fantasy XIV, that's an MMO. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, just seriously. still an MMO. Uh, I like this game, but but yeah. Anyway, that is my Final Fantasy check-in. I'm close to Heaven's Word. I'm going to get there. Nice. I'm going to uh, probably after this, probably not this week because of needing to prep for, for goatee stuff, but but yeah. <laughs> goatee. Goatee. Gotti. Gotti. Mm, yeah, Gotti. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, we're just going to do it for us this week. I don't think anyone else has any other announcements. Uh, Patrick, anything exciting going up on the site this week that people should be looking forward to? Mm, no, I'll let you know what I'm doing as soon as I get off this podcast. Oh, one thing I would ask for people, uh, one of the projects I'm going to do in December, it'll be, it's for January, but um, in, a, in a post-Stadia world, I want to explore a bunch of the other like cloud options um, and like just kind of go through them because now I'm sort of like obsessed with this notion of trying to optimize like a way that I could play my games wherever I want. So I've signed up for Sh- uh, Shadow, which essentially you rent a PC, like straight up. You turn on Shadow on your once you've signed up, and Windows Update is there. Like you go through the Cortana Windows process, <laughs> and there's just a fucking desktop. You That's rent very a high end PC. It's it's fascinating. Um, I got access to GeForce Now, and Nvidia is going to send me a Shield sometime in December. Wow. Uh, which I've, I've actually heard like the Shield is fucking cool as hell. Um, and works really well. Um, and then. I already have PlayStation now. I, I, uh, they like sent me like a year sign. Like there was like a desperate moment where Sony was like sending out like, yo, PlayStation now. And I was like, sure, I'll take a code. But like I never checked it out. So uh, once I got that. So there's other one, like other weird services that do similar things. Like Shadow's not one that I'd heard about till a PR person around the time of Stadia coverage was like, hey, here's like another thing doing this. And I'd never heard of it. Um, huh. So if there's other ones you can think of that either you use or other people use um, that are like, you know, based around the idea of playing your games wherever you go, um, I'm going to do big features on kind of all of them in January. So if I'm there's so anything that comes to mind. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it it's just like- interesting because like, so like the high-end PC thing is uh, was really neat until you start dealing with like cloud save, like save logistics, right? Ooh. So Outer Worlds is on Epic Game Store. Epic Game Store doesn't do cloud saves. Right. And so it's like... Yes, you can spin up this PC away from home, but then it, you got to like find find the saves, put them in Dropbox, then like download the Epic Game Store on the PC, put the also install Dropbox, you know what I mean? Like What if you were only playing it on their service? Would you still need yeah. to somehow Well, I think export? that's what it's I think that's I, I think that's really what it's so meant. So you, you like, literally get a P, you get a yep. when it spins one up, it's loading you into your Desktop. Your PC. You're, okay. you're not. It's not like spinning up uh, an instance. Like it is spinning up a a a specific. I believe a specific PC because like it says things even like when I was logging. Uh, I just like hit quit and I was like, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Like, can you properly log out so like the Windows security updates can get applied? Oh, that's <laughs> very like, funny. Oh, okay. Um, so I do. Th- um, and the reason I even went down the path was when I had mentioned it in a Vice Slack. Um, Someone responded saying like, "Oh, like my friend used that to play like Overwatch competitively. Like it's a wow. terrific service." And I was Whoa. like, "Oh, okay." Um, That's so, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there's other ones that people can think of if that doesn't. I think that covers most of them. But if they're, I'm specifically trying to think of like smaller services that even might be regional based that um, are in that that kind of wheelhouse. Uh, please reach out and let me know. Hell yeah. Uh, 
You can do that by going to twitter.com slash Patrick Klepik, I believe. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That is I, true. That's you got me. I got it. Kato, <laughs> where can people find you on Twitter? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can find us uh, as a show, as a, as a community at twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Um, what else is going on? Uh, shout out to Bowen for letting us use the track Missy of the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, and stay tuned for some more good stuff later this week. We, we Again, Patrick and Rob are going to be in town. We'll try to do another podcast probably for – we will have a Friday podcast. There will be a Friday whether it was recorded today or Or will be a previously, past, a pre- a previously on Waypoint. Waypoint. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out there. Um, next all right. time on yeah. Waypoint. Next time on Waypoint. Chikai. Yeah. What, what is ne- – next time on Waypoint is <laughs> – Rob talking to someone at a convention yeah. or us finding 30 minutes to do <laughs> a check-in. But I don't know that we'll have much to check-in. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see where the week takes us. I hope the week takes you, listener, to a good place. Uh, where I really hope is it, it takes you home. Uh, fuck capitalism. Go home. We'll just knock it out this time. Fuck capitalism. Go home. That's it. Done. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big thing. Sometimes yeah. you just say, on this, this the cyberist of Mondays, <laughs> fuck capitalism. Go home. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. I don't want to describe anything as the cyberist. Of- the cyberist. The most cyber of Mondays. <laughs> Someone sent me a Mario Maker postcard with this. That's perfect. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love that photo. It's a great photo. Why is that a postcard? (laughs) You can print anything these days. Right. The internet. The internet. Uh, It's a classic Alex Navarro. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's like a rare Alex Navarro. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a shiny Alex Mm -hmm. Navarro. What are they, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, what's the Pokemon thing? Yeah. Yeah. Shiny. (laughs) Um, all right. That's the only difference is the facial hair. The facial hair. (laughs) Well, does he not, is is he shaved right now? God, what's Alex look like right now? I can't remember. (laughs) <laughs> I've seen him in a while. He hey, must... still time to grab Monopoly review code. That's good. I'm all right. Oh, oh, I think I'm okay. I mean, it is game of the year season, so maybe we should check it out. Yeah, you should just <laughs> got to make sure you play everything. everything. Yeah. Cyber Monday slash the International Day for the Abolition of Slavery. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just fucking really release us from the slavery of capitalism on I mean, Cyber Monday. Like, you know, if you were doing, if you were, <laughs> if you were like doing abolitionist work right now, chances are you're looking at like, you know, slave labor inside of mineral work, slave labor inside mm-hmm. of manufacturing mm-hmm. work, uh, sex trafficking, 
which is not sex work. Different, you know, there's, there's you, yeah. different fields, different, not fields, you know what the fuck <laughs> I mean. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Cyber Monday, in terms of just like overlap there, Cyber uh-huh. Monday really uh-huh. hits the manufacturing and the yep. mineral mm-hmm. work pretty well. So, Cyber Monday. Yeah, it's putting th- things like iPads on sale yep. and just really hitting that sweet spot. Really hitting that sweet, says, sweet says spot. Says the person who bought an iPad on, I, listen, <laughs> on last Friday. We're releasing a Friends of the Table t-shirt today, so we're all fucking complicit. Anyway, <laughs> 50... Uh, it's 100 yeah. bucks off. 100 bucks off. Uh, listen, I, I truly a- don't have ill will towards people who make purchases on Black Friday or on Cyber Monday. Yeah. Uh, it is very expensive to be a person uh, <laughs> and to buy things. And like I growing up, like it's, it, I only got Christmas gifts because my parents could find shit on sale or put stuff on light yeah, away yeah, or like, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. So like, uh, it's, yeah, hard it's the same thing. People like shitting on people that like go shop at Walmart. It's like, okay, yeah, look, I get it. Walmart, get it. fuck Walmart, put a lot of mom and pop places out of business. Absolutely. Fuck Walmart. But also like, if you got to buy food in bulk it's and it's tough. cheap and you can't afford a Costco yeah. subscription, you know, yeah. And go also, to Walmart. right. And also at that point, like, you know, uh, it's, the people I, I would rather spend my energy punching up, and yeah. and you know push for better legislation around around protecting small businesses and local businesses. I would rather like be frustrated with the you know the the land uh, the landlords and landowners who who you know make moves that push I out. Thought you local said Lando. Businesses. Well, I'd be, I'd rather be mad at Lando. Uh, no, I'm not. Did you see? <laughs> Didn't that? Lando just come out as gender fluid? Yeah, so are we not? Williams, the Billy Williams article. But then also. I saw that, but then someone like immediately posts because this is just true of these. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, person who did good thing, maybe good thing, also did. Sh- it was like, oh, like maybe it was involved in spousal abuse, like in the nineties. Like, wow, yeah, shit, sure. yeah, great, uh, great, good. Now that that Vanity Fair interview is is worth reading. That Billy D. Williams Vanity mm-hmm. Fair piece, mm-hmm. fucking, of course, bad. Uh, <laughs> if he was involved in spousal abuse, uh, <laughs> that fucking sucks. Yeah, um, but. But a very cool, a very, a very, uh, in general, it's always interesting to read folks talk about their gender identity who are not necessarily of a generation that had the same language that we have for it, right? Right. Like, um, uh, in the piece, Billy basically says like, oh, I used, uh, you know, uh, just, just like in the middle of a sentence, it's just like bringing out the best of himself or herself, referring to himself uh and and then like boss is like did you notice i just said himself or herself wink like <laughs> yeah like i i'm in touch with my femininity i'm like i i think that i use both words i'm i'm happy to use both blah 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 and like not in a way that feels like it came through gender theory do you know what i just like right. or even through yeah. or necessarily even through contemporary you know queer and and trans uh and no i think it's more just like a larger acceptance of yes. turn it's just like it's the moment it becomes cool or trendy to be gender fluid yes like that can be shitty but it also is that like is, a certain recognition it's a certain yeah. kind of progress that uh I don't doesn't necessarily know. feel good but like does yeah. this, but but does signal something in the culture it didn't even read as like being trendy for me in fact what it felt like for for me it felt like that's something that that you know um billy has had like in the back of mind for a long time. Do you know what I mean? I oh, like, you, look, you look at Lando, and it's not hard to go from like, A to B. Oh no, totally. I mean, that was I, that was the funniest bit. Was was I think the interviewer brought up the the thing that um, Donald Glover had said about Lando being pan, which is 
not the same thing as being uh, gender fluid uh, at all. But the interviewer is like, oh, look, like these are both types of queerness. And the and uh, Billy D was like, I, I knew that kid was good. Basically, you see those videos he makes. You see those videos? Like, yeah, we yeah we saw we saw this is America. We did. <laughs> Much funnier. Billy D Williams was talking about the Derek comedy videos from twelve years ago that Donald Glover got his start with. Uh, some of which do not hold up so well these days. Mm. Twelve years mm. is a long time. It is. It is. We were. It, it, they were like. They were like. What if you wanted to make a college humor video in the mid 2000s, but you weren't at college humor, which meant you had zero oversight? <laughs> <All right>. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. There's some funny stuff in there. And a lot of other, there's actually a couple other people who, who kind of came through that group and, and made it. Anyway, we should clap and do a podcast about video games. Sure. <laughs> I'm very tired. Uh, seven seconds? Sure. All right.